Hello, and welcome to the Dr. Jocker's Functional Nutrition Podcast, the show designed to give you science-based solutions to improve your health and life. I'm Dr. David Jockers, doctor of natural medicine, chiropractor, and functional nutrition practitioner, and I'm the host of this podcast. I'm here to tell you that your body was created to heal itself, and on this show, we focus on strategies you can apply today to heal and function at your best. I'm excited about today's podcast, but before we jump in, I wanted to remind you to download this month's special gift at drjockersgift.com. From keto meal plans, smoothie recipes, to fasting quick start guides, we have a new complimentary gift every single month. To get your gift, simply visit drjockersgift.com. That's D-R-J-O-C-K-E-R-S-G-I-F-T.com. Thanks for spending time with me, and let's go into the show. This podcast is brought to you by Island Bliss, which is a product from the Earth Eco Foods line. Imagine feeling like you're in the tropics with every sip you take. That's the Island Bliss experience. It's loaded with superfoods and sweet enough to satisfy any sweet tooth. They have 12 organic greens that support a gut nourishing, mood elevating, energy increasing, and metabolism boosting protocol. They've added in their VitaBerry blend. They've got turmeric in there, and they've got a prebiotic probiotic blend. All of that together makes Island Bliss the easiest way to get nourishing superfoods every day. Now, I don't know about you, but most green drinks that I've tasted are chalky and bitter, and they leave a lot to be desired. But Island Bliss actually tastes really good. Not only that, it's dairy-free, soy-free, and gluten-free, and so it's loaded with superfoods, organic, and tastes amazing. You guys are going to love it. You can actually check it out when you go to earthechofoods.com and use the coupon code JOCKERS at checkout to save 15% off, check out the Island Bliss. Again, you guys are gonna love it. It's gonna give you energy, take away cravings, and really give you the boost that you need. Hey friends, this podcast is actually an interview that I did a few years ago for a project I worked on called the Keto Edge Summit. The Keto Edge Summit was basically where I interviewed, I think it was like 36, 40 of the top keto experts in the world. We talked about all things keto. We talked about how to get the best results out of the diet. We talked about biohacking strategies to do to help improve your digestive system, to help improve your brain health, your energy, and really get the most out of life. And so this interview is with one of my good friends who is an expert in many different areas. And you'll see as we, as we dive into this topic just uh, just how deep we go and the quality of the content that you get. And so just a reminder, this is uh, roughly, you know, this is, I think I did these interviews in like 2017, 2018, so a few years old, but uh, the content is just as relevant and uh, I know that it will make a difference in your life. So you will enjoy this content. And uh, if you wouldn't mind just leaving us a rating or review, your reviews really, really count. They mean the world to us and they help us get seen by more people. So if you just go to your Apple iTunes player and uh, rate us and leave a review, that will really help us uh, just be able to help more people and get this information out to the masses. Thank you for doing that and enjoy the podcast. 
Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Keto Edge Summit, where we are dispelling the myths, helping you overcome the hurdles, and empowering you to improve your brain and your body and get an edge in life through the ketogenic lifestyle. I'm your host, Dr. David Jockers, and I've got a great and inspiring guest today. This is Drew Manning, and he's going to talk about his journey and how he went from being extraordinarily fit to basic to fat, basically gained 70 pounds, and then back to being extraordinarily fit and what he learned through that journey. And so, Drew, super excited to have you on here. And uh, so, uh, just really excited. And uh, Drew, basically, Drew Manning is the New York Times best-selling author of the book Fit to Fat to Fit, and is best known for his Fit to Fat to Fit.com experiment that went viral online. He's been featured on shows like Dr. Oz, Good Morning America, The View, and many more. His experiment has since become a hit TV show called Fit to Fat to Fit, which aired on A&E and Lifetime. Drew is also a very successful podcast, which is great. I've listened to, to many of his episodes. Really great po podcast called Fit to Fat to Fit. And it's the Fit to Fat to Fit experience, I should say. And has recently reached over 1 million downloads, which is awesome. Since his self-experiment went viral, Drew has helped thousands of people learn to live a healthy lifestyle and completely transform their lives. And so, Drew, really an honor and a privilege to have you on. I know you're going to provide so much value for the listeners today. Yeah, thank you for having me on. It's my pleasure. Yeah, definitely. And so, tell us your journey and really how you got involved in natural health to begin with. Yeah, so I, I grew up, you know, my entire, my entire life in shape, right? I had 11 brothers and sisters. We all played sports. Uh, football and wrestling is what I grew up playing. And so for me, I never once struggled with being overweight or cravings and things like that. And, uh, you know, I was one of those genetically blessed people <laughs> to like naturally have a six pack, right? Um, and then, you know, in 2009, I became a personal trainer just because I knew fitness was something that I was passionate about. And I always enjoyed working out and staying in shape. And um, in 2011, <laughs> I had this crazy idea because I was training clients and I could obviously tell there's a disconnect between them and me. Um, they, I couldn't understand why it was so hard for them just to do what I told them to. I gave them meal plans. I gave them workouts. I'm like, look, it's really easy. I do it. And it's easy for me. <laughs> why isn't it easy for you? And there was a, they would tell me, you know, Drew, you know, Drew, you don't understand because for you, it's always been easy. And for me, it's hard. I'm like, well, that's right. I don't really understand why it's hard. It seems very simple. So anyways, um, I was thinking of ideas and the idea of getting fat on purpose uh, made sense in my mind. It felt like something I was being called to do. And I really, it was like talking to friends and family, like, hey, you guys, I think I'm actually gonna do this. And like, no, don't do it, you're crazy. Uh, but that would be awesome if you did. <laughs> and so I kind of just ran with it. I had no marketing strategy, no media connections. And I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna do this to see if it will give me a better understanding. And that was my hope at least. But then also I wanted to inspire people in a different sort of way because we all have seen Biggest Loser. We all know it's possible for someone to transform from morbidly obese to skinny and fit. We've seen that over and over again, but maybe this model that was backwards was crazy enough to get people's attention, but also motivating enough to help them to embrace a healthier lifestyle change. So that's kind of where it all began. And so what was that journey like? So basically, and what did you exactly do? Obviously, I know your story where you gained 70 pounds. Mm -hmm. So what, uh, what was that journey like? Yeah, so basically the concept was six months, I couldn't exercise, right? And I could eat whatever I wanted to. <laughs> so it sounds kind of like freedom at first for a lot of people. And it was, it was fun. Like it really was fun at first to let myself go, go to the grocery store, skip the produce section, go down the cereal aisle, 
you know, why in the world do we have hundreds of different flavors of cereal? Like I have no wow. idea, <laughs> but it was fun for a, a, about a month. And then I, it got really quickly. My health, my health went downhill really quickly. You know, it was really hard to breathe walking up the stairs, bending over and tying my shoes or clipping my toenails. I had to hold my breath. Um, I started snoring like a couple months in, which affected my sleep, which affected my mood, which affected mm. you know my personality because it affected my hormones. And very quickly, I'm like, this is way harder than I thought it was going to be. And so basically, you know, for six months, I lived that unhealthy lifestyle, which I've never experienced before. And then the next six months, uh, you know, I put, had to put my money where, where my mouth was and show and walk the walk and show people this is how you lose the weight. So that was the idea in a nutshell. Yeah. And what did you learn just about yourself as you went through that journey? Particularly, let's talk about the first six months, that first half. What did you learn about yourself? And then we'll come back to the second half. Yeah. The biggest lesson for me, honestly, was as I was gaining weight, you know, um, the biggest lesson I learned was how much of transformation is mental and emotional. Yeah. Physically, I knew I was going to get the man boobs and a big gut and a big mm -hmm. butt, right? That's what happens when you, yeah. you know, gain a lot of fat. What I wasn't prepared for was how this journey was going to affect me mentally and emotionally. So mm. when you grow up your entire life in shape, part of your identity is based on what your body looks like. And once my six pack was gone, my muscles were gone. I, I didn't know who I was. I freaked out. I wanted to go up to, to complete strangers and say, hey, I'm not really overweight. Here's my before picture. Go to this website. It's just an experiment. This isn't really me. I wanted to tell people that so bad. But I had to realize that, you know, there's so much more to us than, than what our bodies look like. And no one else really cared. No one was mean to me or picked on me. But inside my mind, you know, the mental and emotional side of this um, was, was where the greatest lessons were learned. And it clicked for me. This is what my clients were telling me um, that I couldn't relate to them about. Yeah. I'm like, it's so easy. You just, you know, eat less, you work out. It's not that hard. Um, until I realized the emotional, how powerful the emotional mm -hmm. connection to food really is. Even though I did it for six months, I could definitely tell how powerful that emotional connection to yeah. food could be for some people. Yeah, so true. Absolutely. I'm, I'm like you. I, I've grown up always athletic, my mom's a naturopath, so I was always into natural health and, you know, just taking care of my body. And I, I did struggle with my, my share of health issues, but, uh, you know, just being able to relate with others, you know, especially when, like, as for me, I'm a, I'm a disciplined kind of driver type. It's like I set a goal, I go after it. And so it can be tough to relate as, you know, a doctor or a personal trainer with, um, you know, with a lot of our clients. And there's that, that disengagement there. So I think that was... That was pretty incredible to go through that. And were you still working as a personal trainer during that, that stage? Yeah, that's a good question. I actually stopped taking clients. I had a full-time yeah. job in the medical field, which paid yeah. the bills. Because um, I knew, and it's kind of a funny reason, but I was obsessed with working out. And I knew if I was in the gym, yeah. training clients, I would have been um, tempted to work out. And I knew I couldn't be in the gym. And so I stopped training clients actually during my fit to fat journey. But it's interesting to say that, you know, um, it is hard to relate to people, whether you're a doctor or a personal trainer, because you only have your experiences and they have their experiences. And you think, well, it seems so easy. You just stop eating the junk food. What's wrong with you until you've <clears throat> kind of walked in their shoes. But this doesn't mean that every single person that's never been overweight needs to do what I did. Hmm. But there's definitely some lessons that can be learned from yeah. this journey that I went on. Cause for me, I have no regrets. You know, I came out of it more empathetic, yeah. uh, more respect, you know, and I think people just want to be more understood, you know, in this world, you know, we need more empathy in my opinion. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I think that's something as anytime you're coaching somebody in anything, just having a high degree of empathy and compassion. I know 
as a doctor, that's something that I've really had to work on. And yeah. uh, <clears throat> it hasn't necessarily been easy. It's been a struggle. I mean, there were times where I, I would just get frustrated with different clients and I yeah. uh, realized, you know, it was really more about me being frustrated yeah. um, because I, I took an identity as, okay, this person's not getting well. It, it reflects back on me that I'm a failure and I would get frustrated because of that. And really all those people wanted was compassion. They wanted somebody to understand them, respect them and kind of walk the journey at their pace. And yeah. I didn't really realize that as a doctor, I'm sure you experienced that too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. And so I know um, <clears throat> you've, uh, you've used a ketogenic lifestyle in general, not only for yourself, but, uh, but also with others. And tell us how you use it, how you incorporate that to help people lose the weight. Yeah. So first of all, I wanted to, I want to make it clear that I, I did not use keto to get back to fit. Mm. Right? That's okay. a, that was about six years ago yeah. and keto wasn't really mainstream yeah. back then. Right. So I didn't use that method. I wish I knew more about it back then, to be honest with you, because I'm, uh, people have said, Hey, you should do this again. But with keto, I'm like, <laughs> I don't think I can do it again, to be honest with you. But it yeah. would be an experiment. You know, maybe I would have lost the weight faster or maybe it would have, um, you know, it just had some, uh, some different results. But anyways, I did not use keto, but I, uh, about three years ago, became a huge fan of the, of the ketogenic diet, listening to the science behind it. Once I understood the, that there was real legit science behind the ketogenic diet, that's what made it intriguing to me to experiment with. Yeah. Because before then, you know, before, you know, I didn't understand any of the science that, that, that was out there about it. Um, it, it just kind of sounded like another diet to me. Like, oh yeah, another diet, another way to lose fat. But yeah. once I heard Dr. Dominic D'Agostino on yeah. Tim Ferriss' podcast, it blew me away. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I had no idea they were using this for you know, uh, uh, traumatic brain injury and mm -hmm. uh, brain toxicity and all these other therapeutic applications. Um, it really intrigued me to want to experiment with it. So I experimented with it, became a huge fan of it, got connected with Dr. Dom, um, you know, kind of uh, picked his brain for a while, if you will. And then from there, I had the opportunity to go on the Dr. Oz show talking about the keto diet. And ever since then, the keto diet has just exploded yeah. in popularity, right? Oh, yeah. Become mainstream. Um, man, it's so popular nowadays, right? But like I said before, there's so many other therapeutic applications. For yeah. me, the biggest thing I noticed was, you know, my body composition didn't really change. I was already lean to begin with. Mm -hmm. uh, my performance in the gym was about the same. It didn't, you know, go up or down for the most part. But the biggest thing that I noticed was the improvement in cognitive function and mental yeah. was like night and day. So for me, I look at keto for me as nutrition for my brain. Right. Then a weight loss or fat loss. Uh, yeah. Method. Yeah, it's high performance. You know, those ketones are just, they have such a powerful effect on brain function, reducing, well, you know, something called the neuroinflammasome, just reducing inflammation in the brain. Just think so much sharper and clearer. So high performers, you know, people that, you know, really your busiest days, your busiest, most stressful days, keto is, is absolutely amazing. Helps you get so much more done. So let's, let's go back actually to your fit to fat to fit journey. And so we talked about what you learned the first six months as you were gaining the weight and coming off a healthy lifestyle. Now, as you transition back, how did you do that? Did you all of a sudden, you know, go on, uh, you know, obviously I know you changed your diet. Did you start exercising regularly? What, um, Go through the details as far as uh, how you made the lifestyle changes. Yeah, that's a good question. So um, 
you know, I did have to do a cold turkey approach to it because I had a timeline, right, of where yeah. I had I gained 76 pounds, which, by the way, was more than I expected to gain. I yeah. thought I was going to gain 50 or 60. So <laughs> I was I kind of overachieved in the area. But <clears throat> So I had to turn the tables pretty quickly, to be honest with you. But what I did um, was the first 30 days I skipped exercise. I wanted to show yeah. people how powerful nutrition is mm. in actually seeing results and getting healthy again. So I skipped exercise for the first 30 days, just changed my diet, went from about 5,000 calories of the sad diet, you know, standard yeah. American processed food, <clears throat> things like white bread and white pasta and sugary cereals and juices and sodas. And I went to 2,000 calories of real whole food. And I did, you know, the typical five to six meals spread throughout the day, kind of more of like a paleo-ish approach. Yeah. Um, not true paleo, but you know, along those lines, real mm -hmm. whole food is what I focused on. Right. And, um, within the first 30 days I lost uh, 19 pounds, all my blood work went back to normal levels. My testosterone more than doubled in those first 30 days wow. without any exercise. And so it was a real, or it was a real testament to me and my audience to just how powerful nutrition is when it comes to seeing results. Now, one of the biggest lessons I learned on the way back to fit was like I mentioned before that, that. Uh, emotional connection to food really hit me when I had to go cold turkey, right? So here yeah. I was a personal trainer, an advocate for health, eating healthy food, spinach, kale, broccoli, like all the good stuff. And I felt horrible. I felt terrible for the first two weeks. My mm. body was going through these withdrawal symptoms of missing that food. And I never experienced that before, but it clicked for me. This is kind of what my clients have been telling me when they told me they kept messing up and they couldn't follow the meal plans because they had cravings and it kept giving in. And before I used to think it was so easy. And now here I was only having done this for six months and my body was fighting back, right? Your body wants the high of those <laughs> delicious foods that are convenient, they're affordable. And I'll be honest, they taste really good. I mean, cinnamon toast crunch, is, is one of the tastiest things in the world. I could eat that all day, every day. Yeah. Um, but it really opened up my eyes to just what my clients were telling me and how much of uh, transformation is emotional and not just, mm. hey, just stop doing it, right? So anyways, um, I did get back to fit, to make a long story short, and by no means was it easy. It was way harder than I thought it would be. It was a very humbling process. And honestly, I'm glad I went through it because it gave me a totally different perspective. It made me more relatable to my audience and I could better relate to my audience as well. Um, and so that's why I have no regrets. And I learned a lot of valuable lessons. Yeah, absolutely. That's powerful. And, you know, we know that sugar is as addictive as any drug out there. In fact, you know, it's kind of the accepted drug, right? It's not taboo in our society. Whereas, you know, if you drink too much alcohol, you know, people just kind of know, hey, that's not good. Smoking isn't good. Doing hardcore drugs isn't good. But sugar is accepted. Hey, we can have sugar. We can have it at holidays. We can enjoy it. Um, and people really aren't frowned upon for gluttony with it. And we know it stimulates the same pathways. We get this massive dopamine release. And I think there's a lot of benefit to that. I mean, it makes us feel good. That's a great thing. But when we continue to stimulate that pathway, it can be so hard to break free. Yeah. And um, so how, when you're working with clients, how do you help them break free from sugar addictions? Yeah. You know, I wish there was like a, a one size fits all approach to this and, a, and a, like a black and white approach, but honestly, it's so individual. And so yeah. that's why instead of focusing on the physical side, right, like giving them different meal plans and changing up their macros and, and giving them all the knowledge, um, it's not so much a lack of knowledge, in my opinion, the knowledge helps out. But mm -hmm. if you can help them overcome their mental and emotional challenges and realize why this is a drug for them, 
yeah. then you can start to help them really overcome those emotional challenges. And that's how you make it a lifestyle change. So it's not about giving someone the best meal plans or the best diet, the best workout. None of that matters. Cause then to that person, that doesn't really, like they don't really care about that. Like if they can learn how to, you know, overcome the cravings when they're by themselves or overcome those old habits. Yeah. And sometimes it stems from trauma as a child. You know, how, how are you going to be able to combat that? Like that's going to take years of recovery and I'm not equipped as a, you know, licensed yeah. therapist to do that. So it, it just comes down to that person realizing that um, it, it, it's, it's, it's helping them overcome their mental and emotional challenges. So it's very individual. It, it, there's no one size fits all approach. So that's kind of you know, maybe not the answer everybody wanted to hear, but it's the truth, right? I just wanted to take a quick moment to let you know that this episode of the Functional Nutrition Podcast is sponsored by our friends at Paleo Valley. They make the most powerful, pure vitamin C supplement you can get. Because unlike most vitamin C supplements containing synthetic ingredients that are created in the lab, Paleo Valley Essential C Complex is made from three of the most potent whole food sources of vitamin C on the planet. Nothing weird, just food. Check them out at paleovalley.com and use the coupon code JOCKERS, J-O-C-K-E-R-S, to get 15% off today. Well, I think, I think you hit it on the, on the head there. Like I found with sugar, <clears throat> with basically with sugar cravings in general, it's three big things. And for a lot of people, it's this strong emotional issue yeah. that uh, has underlying issues like, you know, like some sort of childhood trauma or something along those lines that they don't even know. And what you just talked about is, hey, helping people have awareness of that. Yeah. Right. Because awareness is really the first step. If we have awareness of it, now we can start of say, hey, why am I going for these cupcakes or binge eating or why am I constantly craving sugar? Maybe it's because I'm feeling emotionally low because of <clears throat> I've never learned to, you know, have fulfillment and um, pleasure without it. And yeah. so it's just, you know, having that awareness is huge. You know, two other things I find is just, you know, people not necessarily uh, understanding nutrition and having kind of reactive hypoglycemia, which will then kind of set off a whole cascade of, of stress responses in their body and cause inflammation and lead to cravings. And then just in general, high stress, right? When we're under, we're in a stressful season, um, our body's going to be, a, and we haven't learned to balance our blood sugar. We're just going to be craving more and more sugar. And so usually it's like a combination of all three, but if the yeah. dominant one is that emotional eating pattern, that one is tougher to break, right? And it definitely takes that awareness. So I'm glad yeah. that you brought that up. And um, <clears throat> so, uh, so what are some steps that you'll work with with clients as um, you're trying to transition them? Let's say we've kind of taken some steps. You've helped them with the emotional awareness and sugar cravings. Now, how do you start to take them into more of a ketogenic lifestyle? Yeah, that's a great question. Really quick, you know, something that works for almost everybody is making sure that they stay accountable to someone else and have a support system, right? So <clears throat> I don't care who you are, if you're trying to do this by yourself without any kind of support or help from friends, family, or an online community, it's going to be almost impossible, right? Because at some point your willpower, <laughs> you know, or you're going to have a stressful day where you're just going to be like, you know what, screw it. No one will know. So support system accountability are key to yeah. maintaining a healthy lifestyle. When it comes to keto, there's a couple of things that I teach people to transition, right? Is one is the number one thing is to be patient with themselves because people have been running off glucose almost, you know, their whole life, every single day, right? And then now you're trying to tell your body, okay, no more glucose. And now you're going to try to learn how to run off ketones. And people want that euphoric energy that people talk yeah. about 
on keto right away. But people need to understand that it takes time. You know, sometimes for some people, yeah. a few months or longer to get, you know, keto adapted to where they feel optimal. So I, I tell people, one, be patient with yourself, with your body, as you transition from glucose to ketones as an energy source. The second thing is to make sure to stay hydrated. So drink more water than normal, and then make sure that your electrolytes are balanced. So making sure you're getting in enough sodium, potassium, magnesium, because otherwise you're gonna experience the keto flu. And that's where a lot of people kind of give up. They're like, oh yeah, I tried keto for a few days and I felt awful, <laughs> you know? And they're like, keto is not for me. It's like, you know, if you can kind of teach people and educate them on the keto flu and how to overcome that and realize that your body's transitioning and at, at some point your body's gonna start to become adapted to ketones as an energy source, then that's where like the magic happens and people feel euphoric and those awesome uh, things that people have been talking about. So uh, patients, water, electrolytes are, are the mm. top three things I teach people. Yeah, that's so important. And I always try to explain to people that keto is an amazing state, but it's kind of like getting in good shape just yeah. through exercise. It's like the first time if you've never, if you're not fat adapted at all, or if you haven't exercised, like I'm sure with the first time you got in the gym after during your fit to fat to fit journey, you're probably pretty sore for yeah. probably a few days afterwards. Right. <laughs> and if you judged your experience off of that one workout or maybe the first week of workouts, you would have thought, I feel awful when I do this, this must not be good. Yeah. You know, we just have enough knowledge with exercise to know that it's very good. And so you just yeah. have to kind of go through that painful uh, adaptation process, kind of the same thing with keto. And like you said, for some people, and that, that can be tricky for people because they'll see their friend and all of a sudden a weekend they're getting results and doing well, yeah. whereas they're four weeks in and they're struggling. Yeah. And so how do you keep them encouraged and, uh, and motivated? I think that's where the support group comes in because basically, you know, the way I coach people is I have a private Facebook group that yeah. people are members of and it's really important for them to hear from other people that went through the same thing rather than just me as the coach saying, oh, just uh -huh. be patient. You'll have people come on and say, hey, I know what you're experiencing. It took me, you know, five weeks, six weeks. And these are some things that I tweaked. You know, maybe you're eating, you know, too much dairy, too much nuts or check your carbohydrates. There's all these things that people can come in and give support and that's where people feel like they can relate to yeah. those and that gives them hope. So that's, in my opinion, something that, that's vital. Yeah, absolutely. And you do a lot with your online programs. You've got a great online community. And yeah. so you've got your fit to fat fit, right? That program. Yeah. You've also got a keto program. And yeah. so what are you seeing as far as what's going on in those groups? And uh, can you yeah. just kind of go through the differences between them as well? Yeah. So my, my fit to fat fit program is basically the same program I use to lose the 75 pounds in six months. Yeah. Which is kind of that five, six meals per day, uh, whole food approach, mm -hmm. uh, which still works, right? That, that, oh, yeah. If you don't want to do keto, that's totally fine. This eating whole foods, I think we all can agree on, is a great uh, lifestyle to live. And yeah. so <clears throat> that's like a six-month transformation program with six months of detailed meal plans and recipes and grocery lists and the same workout program I used. But people that want to do keto, I have them actually lumped into the same group. So you have people doing this six-month program and then mm. people doing my 60-day keto program. And the keto program is obviously more popular because people um, are gravitating towards that nowadays. Yeah. So um, it's really cool to see people give support, ask for support. Um, they're there to lift other people up. They're, all, they're there to get lifted up some days and just to provide inspiration and motivation. And um, it's really powerful to see strangers from across the world come together in one common purpose and um, have the same goal. And, um, you know, I think honestly, that's kind of like what, uh, what was it? Weight Watchers or Jenny Craig that had those yeah. meetings in person. 
yeah. I think social media, you're able to take it to a whole nother level, mm. you know, all across the world where people don't have to meet in person, yes. but they can come meet in these, these social media groups that are private and everyone's on the same page. And, and, um, so for me, I think it's really powerful. Yeah. Super powerful. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, if, uh, for the listeners out there throughout this whole journey, you came in as a personal trainer, great shape, obviously went through your fit to fat to fit journey. Now, years later, you've been through on all the different media, Dr. Oz, two New York Times bestselling books. Um, you've got these online programs with thousands of people in them. So you've got all this experience. What, if you could sum it up in like three things, what are the three biggest things you've learned through all of that? So the first thing would be that transformation, you know, is mental and emotional. It's so much more than just the physical. The physical is a, a small yeah. piece of the puzzle, but it's not the entire puzzle, right? right. So if, if people can understand that and realize that, you know, we have, we're obsessed with this diet mentality here in America, right? What's the quickest way to lose the most amount of weight with the least amount of effort, <laughs> right? And the shortest yeah. amount of time. That's, that's our obsession. But if we can realize that it's a, it's a, it requires a lifestyle change, a true lifestyle yeah. change, that's going to help us face our mental and emotional challenges rather than saying, Hey, what's the next meal plan? Yeah. So that, that would be the number one thing. And then also being aware, like you mentioned of your mental, your emotional connection to food, right. Yeah. And why, what triggers that and where does it come from? And, um, you know, I posted a, a cool meme the other day. It says, um, don't just slay your dragons, find out what they've been feeding on. Right. And so find out what is feeding these demons or these dragons that you've been trying to slay. And if you can uh, find out and be aware of what they're feeding on, then you can, you know, kill off its, yeah. its source. Right. So that's kind of what the goal is, is no matter whether it's a, a physical goal of losing weight, I think that goes for any kind of goal, you know, uh, business wise, financial, uh, spiritual goals, find out what your demons have been feeding on. And so, um, so. I mean, that's, that's so good too. I, you know, and I always tell people with the health journey, you really got to think about it almost like getting a master's degree or an advanced college degree in your own health. Yeah. It's like, if you were to go to school and get a degree, you're going to spend a lot of time, money and energy on getting that. And ultimately the health journey should, you should think of it the same way. And so you should think of it as a journey. And your whole goal is to learn as much as you can about yourself yeah. because then you may not get, you know, the letters behind your name or the diploma, but you've actually developed a skill set that you can bring with you for the rest of your life that will keep you healthy, keep you at your highest energy and allow you to perform at a really high level in every area of your life, whether you're a mother, father, business person, employee, um, you know, whatever your role is, you're going to be able to, to obviously function at your peak potential if you know how to take care of your health, if you've learned how to master your physiology and your mental emotional state, like you're talking about. Yeah. And so if we look at it like that, then it says, okay, you know, I don't need to get the quick results. I'm in this for the long game. And on top of that, we'll also be able to help other people around us because now we've got this knowledge, especially, you know, we're plugged into community groups or whatever groups we're in. Now we're able to dispense that information and, and pay it forward. Yeah. And so, uh, so totally agree uh, with, with what you're talking about right there. And, you know, just kind of, piggybacking on what you said, you know, information only gets us so far, but inspiration, you know, we need that. We need both. Yeah. Right. So we can't just have the information. We got to be inspired to put it into action or else it just exactly. sit there, you know, and um, you and I both know there's plenty of people in the health field that <clears throat> are pretty knowledgeable people, right. But just haven't put it into action and don't have the results because of it. Oh yeah. It's so, so true. true. And so, Drew, where do people find out more about you and where, where, where can they get your books as well and, and listen to your yeah. podcast? 
Yeah, so my brand is really easy to follow. It's fit, number two, fat, number two, fit. And that's the, my website, my book, my podcast, all my social media handles as well. And then if you want my keto program, it's keto.fit2fat2fit.com. It's a 60-day you know, ebook that's very basic, very easy to get started with. Um, but yeah, it's re really easy to find me on social media, just fit to fat to fit. And where, where is your show? What, yeah. what, uh, what channel is it on? Season two is going to be on Lifetime. Season okay. one is on demand on A&E. Season two is on demand on Lifetime, which is owned by A&E. So. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And tell us a little bit more about the show, what you do on the show. Yeah. So the, <clears throat> instead of me doing this fit to fat to fit journey, <clears throat> I coach other trainers through <clears throat> the process. So I'm the creator of the show. It's based on my fit to fat to fit journey and what I went through in hopes to uh, have these other trainers out there gain more empathy, respect, and a better understanding. Because if you look at the fitness industry, there's a big disconnect between these skinny fit people who are trainers, yeah. mostly people who are overweight, and there's, they can't really relate to each other. And so my hope is to bridge that gap through this TV show, Fit to Fit, Fit where these trainers kind of get a walk in their client's shoes for a minute, like a small, you know, mm. a small minute to kind of see what it's like. Not exactly, but to gain a better understanding. So Four months, these trainers have to let themselves go. And then four months, they team up with their client. And together as a team, they lose the weight together back to fit. Wow, that's, that's powerful. What a great idea for a show. So I'll definitely have to check that out on Lifetime. Drew, thanks so much for coming on the Keto Edge Summit. You provided so much value and inspiration, you know, just as a personal trainer and somebody that looks like you, I'm sure you've been, I'm sure you were and you've been judged as, hey, you know, this guy, is this guy looks great probably gets, you know, all the girls, right? Um, you know, everything, he's got everything going for him. And uh, you really humbled yourself, went through this process, gained that weight, increased your level of empathy and compassion that you can offer your clients. And um, now you've taken it really global with your TV shows and doing the great work you're doing online. So just want to really acknowledge you for, uh, for doing a great work. And ultimately with this show, it sounds like you're really transforming the fitness field. Yeah, thank you, yeah. man. I appreciate that. It's my pleasure being on. So keep up the yeah. good work. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. And so if you, the listener, have gotten value out of this interview and you want to go deeper into this ketogenic lifestyle, then I want to encourage you to consider owning the entire Keto Edge Summit for yourself. That way you get access to all the interviews for a lifetime, the transcripts, all the bonuses that we have. So you can really put this into action and get the sustainable success and sustainable results that we've been talking about. So if you consider that, we would truly be honored and blessed. And we'll see you on a future interview. God bless you guys. Well, that's all for this show. And I want to thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today. And if there was something you heard in this interview that you have questions on or you want to dive into deeper, then drjockers.com is the best place to go. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider taking just a quick moment and giving us a great review. Your reviews help us influence more people and transform more lives. And if you took something valuable away from this episode, then please share it with someone in your life you know it can help. We'll see you soon on a future podcast. Be blessed, everybody.